Hi folks, this is Michael and welcome to the Blood Walk. And today's chapter, today's chapter is called Covenant Nation. So guess what? We're going to talk about the covenant. So let's begin right here at uh, Isaiah 42, 42.6 to be exact. And I'll read it to you. I, Yahweh, have called you in righteousness and will hold your hand and will keep you and will give you as a covenant of the people for a light of the Gentiles. Now, for those of you who might be a little new or this is your first time listening to the Blood Walk, uh, this is not, and I say categorically not, referring to Paul. It is not referring to Saul of Tarsus. Um, when you come to this this section of the uh, of the passage for a light of the Gentiles, that word light in the Hebrew is or. That is the same word used when God said, "Let there be light," and there was light. Let there be or, and there was or. Now this light is also called the Torah. The Torah is also called the or, the light. The word Torah, T-O-R-A-H. The word or is right smack dab in the middle of the word Torah. All right. The Torah, the instructions of the light, the instructions of the living God. All right. Nobody in Christianity got that from Paul. Now then, let's take a look at this right here. Let's take a look at another part of the passage. And give you as a covenant of the people, or to give you for a covenant of the people. All right. Now then, hopefully, perhaps it's just triggered in you, John 3.16, because this is the same thing, people. This is a way to look at John 3.16 that perhaps you've never looked at it before. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whoever should believe on him should not perish but obtain eternal life. People, when he says, for God so loved the world that he gave his son, this is the same thing as Isaiah 42, 6, and will give you. Who's the you he's referring to here? He's referring to Yahshua and will give Yahshua his son for a covenant of the people. For God so loved the world that he gave his only son. As what? People, as the covenant, as the covenant. Now then, you're going to have to notice something here very, very, <laughs> you're going to have to notice that God at no time uses the word testament. He doesn't say, I'm going to give you as a testament. He says, I'm going to give you as a covenant. And a covenant and a testament are not synonymous. They are not the same thing. As you know, a covenant is a contract. And a testament is what you receive when somebody dies, like a last will and testament. You receive their estate. All right. And this is all that Christianity has focused on, is they want all the glories of the things that Yahshua obtained, except they don't want him. And because they don't want him, they haven't received anything of the covenant, nothing of the covenant. Let's go back to this just for a moment here, where uh, in Isaiah 42, 6, where he says, a light of the Gentiles. All right, again, the word or. And I explained to you just a little bit earlier, folks, that this light is the Torah. All right, so it's very popular today in Christianity because they have imbibed 
okay, because they have so imbibed the epistles of Paul, all right, that uh, they no longer know, they no longer understand that Yahshua was given to the Gentiles as the Torah, as the Torah. It doesn't mean that you are exempt from the Torah. doesn't mean that at all. It means now you can enter into it. <coughs> Excuse me. Now you can enter into the covenant. Now you can enter into the Torah. All right? Doesn't mean you get to abolish it. Doesn't mean you get to reject it. Doesn't mean it has nothing to do with you. Doesn't mean there is no application in your life. People, if you reject the Torah, you have rejected the covenant. Now, here's the deal. I say Christianity did not want Yahshua. They wanted Paul. They did not want Yahshua. Paul was the easy way. Paul required nothing, right? Uh, In Paul, salvation is a free gift. In the covenant, it is not. It requires obedience to the commandments. Get a hold of this right here. All right. Uh, Exodus 31, 16. Wherefore, the children of Israel shall keep the Sabbath to observe the Sabbath throughout their generations for a perpetual covenant. So you see, folks, without the Sabbath, you do not have that perpetual covenant. You just don't have it. Uh, the Sabbath is an integral part of the of the commandments. And when you reject the commandments, folks, not only have you rejected the covenant, you've rejected the Son of God also. Okay, let's uh, let's slide down a verse here to uh, Isaiah forty two seven. And here's the deal, people. Here's the deal. All right. So he gives Yahshua his son as a covenant to the people, as the light, as the ore, as the Torah to the Gentiles. All right. Now, 42.7. And what does this covenant do? It opens the eyes that are blind. It brings out the prisoners from the dungeon, from the prison of those who sit in darkness. Now, I just want to refer you back to something here, all right? Here's the deal. When you meet Yahshua, when you meet the real Yahshua, all right, your eyes are opened. You're no longer blind. Your eyes are open. The eyes on the inside, and you see, and you begin to see much more clearly. So when you meet Yahshua, your blind eyes are opened. However, take a look at what happened to Paul when he met whom he thought was Yahshua, His eyes were blinded. His eyes were blinded. He met a blinding spirit. And yet, Yahshua is the one that gives eyesight to the blind. But whoever Paul met, he took away his eyesight and blinded him. So, I'll tell you what, folks, for um, for quite a while, as as I... as I sit back and I'd listen, whether on YouTube or a podcast or whatever, and there's times I'm listening to Christians because I want to see where they're at. You know, <laughs> are you guys getting any nearer to the covenant, right? Or are you still out there in Paul land, right? Well, unfortunately, they're still out there in Paul land, and it used to astonish me, absolutely astonish me, that you could quote the words of Yahshua to Christians. And they would come back and they would refute the Son of God by exalting the words of Paul and making the words of Yahshua subject to the words of Paul. All right? Used to astonish me. Until, 
you come across Isaiah 42.7 to open the eyes that are blind. Okay? So what happens when folks reject the Sabbath, they reject the Torah covenant, is they are instantaneously blinded. They are instantaneously thrust into a dungeon. They are instantaneously in a prison and they sit in darkness. Why are they sitting in darkness? Because they rejected the light. They rejected the light. They rejected the Torah. When they rejected the Torah, they rejected the Son of God. When they rejected the Torah and they said it was abolished at the cross, people, they do not know and they do not understand this has to do with their blindness. But when they say the Torah was abolished at the cross, they are also in ignorance, claiming that the covenant itself was abolished at the cross. That is how deadly, how dangerous, and how damning their doctrines are. All right? It's, and again, there are times it astonishes me to hear Christians. Even, even the other day I was listening to a guy. He was a sweet guy, older guy, right? Maybe a year or two older than me. And he's talking about the glory of God. Uh, on Mount Sinai when God came down and uh, and spoke to the children of Israel. And it's like, okay, okay dude, all right, you, you're understanding that. Man, when God gave this covenant, it was his glory. It was his voice. And I tell you, the fear of God was so powerful upon Israel at that time that, folks, I don't know if you've read the story, but they ran for 16 miles they ran a dang marathon, folks, to escape from the sound of his voice. Okay? Now, this is what astonishes me, is that Christians can see this, they can see that, they can watch it in movies or whatnot, but they never make the connection that Saul of Tarsus called that covenant, that covenant which was the glory of God revealed to Israel, that covenant of the Ten Commandments, Saul of Tarsus called it a yoke of bondage. And it astonishes me, people. It, the blindness astonishes me. All right, I'm going to continue on here in uh, Isaiah 42. I'm going to jump ahead to uh, Isaiah 42, 21. Now get a hold of this, folks. Get a hold of this. Yahweh was pleased for his righteousness sake to magnify his Torah, to magnify his law and make it glorious. But this is a people plundered and looted. They are all of them trapped in holes and hidden in prisons. They have become plunder with none to rescue. I'll tell you what, people, this sounds like... Uh, this sounds like the patriots in America today. It really does, but that's not where I want to go with this. All right. Yahweh was pleased for his righteousness sake to magnify his law and make it glorious. Folks, I don't know about you, but you have got to reflect upon Christianity right now, and you've got to know. I, I hope that your eyes are just a little bit open, that this in no way, shape, or form is a reflection of Christianity. It is, if anything, in Christianity, the law is not magnified, nor is it made glorious. 
you can take a look and you can go into Isaiah 53 and you can apply Isaiah 53 to the Torah and the Christians. All right. Uh, the Torah in Christianity is slandered. It's damned. It's accused. Um, you name it. Uh, I've heard all manner of really nasty things spoken about the Torah, the law of God amongst the mouths of Christians. And again, it, it's, it's pretty astonishing. Um, but this is the deal. To magnify his law and make it glorious, you'll never see that in Christianity. So what does that tell you about Christianity? They are not the people of the covenant. They are not the people of the covenant. All right. These are the ones, because they rejected the Torah, because they rejected the light, all right? They rejected the light, and they were plundered in everything they had, all right? They are all of them trapped in holes and hidden in prisons. They have become plunder with none to restore. Folks, take a look at us today. We're being plundered. We're being plundered. Our people are thrown into prisons for no crimes at all. But the reason behind this is because we as a people have rejected the light of the living God. We as a people have rejected his covenant. But today, but today God is offering this covenant again. He is offering it again, people. The covenant, the covenant is the salvation of nations. It is the salvation of the nation. This covenant that God offers to his people, if they will but hear, if they will but choose to see, they will obtain the salvation of their nation, not only the salvation of their souls, but the salvation of their nation. So, Isaiah goes on to say, Who among you will give ear to this? will attend and listen for the time to come. Folks, that time is now. That time is now, all right? Um, who gave up Jacob to the looter and Israel to the plunderers? Was it not Yahweh against whom we have sinned? Now, here you go, folks. In whose ways they would not walk and whose law they would not obey you know why we're in such a terrible state that we're in right now because those who call themselves the people of God have utterly rejected his law and they will not obey it so what happens to these people who reject his law who reject his word who reject his son not even understanding who the son is you know, go back and listen to the first part of this. People, the Son, Yahshua, is the covenant. He is the covenant. And the only way you can enter this covenant, people, is through the cross. That's the only way you can enter it. But as I was have said many times, people, the cross was transfigured by the blood of the Lamb. You enter into this covenant through the blood. Where are you going to find the blood? You're going to find the blood, people. At the cross. Again, like I've said many times, that's a no-brainer. That is a no-brainer. The cross is the altar of God. And if you want to enter in, you've got to lay yourself upon that altar. All right? 
All right, so what happens to the people who reject this? So he poured on him the heat of his anger and the might of battle. It set him on fire all around, but he did not understand. It burned him up, but he did not take it to heart. What a tragic testimony. What a tragic, tragic, tragic word to the Christians who could have had it all. I mean, folks, in America, the Christians have had the book, the whole book, like no other nation on planet Earth has ever had it. You can find the book in any bookstore. You can find it in most of the homes in America. But it sits there like a bunch of dusty history. And folks rarely if ever pick it up. And if they do pick it up, they're just underlying what a preacher said. I mean, I've seen Bibles so marked up with pens and red ink that you can't figure out what's being said in there. But, you know, that, that, that that's off on another track here. But people... The consequences of rejecting the covenant when it comes are stark and deadly. They are stark and deadly, right? And and it's like this covenant, this covenant, people, is Emmanuel. This covenant is God with us. This covenant is the milthaw manifested, the milthaw, the wonder, the power, the substance, the glory, the essence, the manifestation of God is the covenant. And this is not something that's happening in Christianity. They'll get a move of the spirit and they, and they do okay for a few months and they blow it out their backside because they think they've received all the truth and they just camp. Every denomination out there in Christianity started with somewhat of a move of the Spirit, but they camped. And when they camped, they died because the Spirit moves. The Spirit moves. It does not stagnate. All right? It's called the move of the Spirit because it moves. Right? But Christians camp. They stagnate. They stay in one place. They're afraid to get out of the boat and walk on water. And for a lot of you to receive the covenant, you are going to have to get out of the boat and you are going to have to walk on water. And I guarantee you, if you keep your eyes on the Son of God, you're not going to be, you're not going to sink. You're not going to fall. You're not going to plummet if you keep your eyes on Him. And if you keep your eyes on Him, you'll never have to hear the words, Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? Oh, ye of little faith, why did you doubt? No, you've been overcome by the waters. Fix your gaze upon the Son of God once again, and he'll take you by the hand and raise you up. He will raise you up just like he did Peter, okay? But you've got to keep your eyes on him. You know, folks, I just want to tell you again before I close out that the application of this covenant, the covenant of Jeremiah 31, 31, people, this covenant is, is heaven on earth. This is how it happens. This is how it becomes manifest when the people of God will give themselves to him. Can you imagine it? Here we are looking right now today in America, pure hell on earth. Pure hell on earth. I mean, our government 
whether you want to call it the cabal, whether you want to call it the Democrats, whether you want to call it the liberal left wing, whatever you want to call it, they they have bundled up this nation and it, they have every intent, people, of delivering us on a silver platter to the Chinese Communist Party so that we can become a proxy of China, that we can become a sub-state of China, so that the laws of China will become the laws of America, all right? You reject the covenant, and you're going to end up with the CCP. You reject the covenant, and you're going to end up with some jackass bastard called the Pope who's going to rule over you, him and his doctrines, right? But the Pope has sold his soul to the Chinese also, not to mention George Soros. So we have an opportunity here in America today. We have an opportunity, people, that has not come around for two thousand years we have this opportunity and the opportunity is to receive the covenant of the living God as a people as a nation one nation under God how does that happen when you are in covenant with him when you are in covenant with him when you are in his covenant not your covenant not the covenant that you want not the testimony you want not the testament you want which Christians they want to dictate the terms Jews want to dictate the terms but let me tell you, the covenant is made by the living God and you either fulfill his terms of the, of, of the contract of the covenant or you don't get squat. You don't get squat. You're not the one making the terms of the covenant. God is. God makes the covenant, not you. You enter into it. And if you want his covenant, which is heaven on earth, his covenant is a tree of life. His covenant is Emmanuel. Oh, people. Oh, people, oh, people, to receive this covenant is the salvation of the United States of America. To receive this covenant is the salvation of our country. You know, and, and I get pretty excited about it, and at the same time, I feel trepidation. Perhaps I've looked at Christians too long, and I've lost a lot of confidence that they'll ever ever make a choice to enter into that place where their blind eyes are open. But I believe there is a remnant today who is desperate, hungry, thirsty, and desperate for the living God. And these people are willing to abandon themselves unto him regardless of what he says, regardless of what the truth is, right? that there is a people here today that are going to receive this covenant, and I hope and I pray to God you are one of them. But what I want to share with you real quick before I close this out is, folks, I'm going to ask you to take everything you have heard today, and I'm going to ask you to take this before your Heavenly Father and to seek Him about the veracity of the words I have spoken to you today. And you ask Him, is what Michael is saying to us, is this the truth? Because you need to be convinced in your heart. You need to be convicted in your heart because true faith is being convinced and convicted of truth. The truth in your heart. Once you know that you have heard the truth, it is incumbent upon you to walk in it. All right. And this is a magnificent and a glorious thing. And no, it's not a piece of cake, right? It takes effort. But anyway, folks, just pray. Please, just pray about this. Ask your Heavenly Father about what you've heard today.
and this is Michael. This has been the Blood Walk, and uh, hopefully the beginning of the Covenant Nation. I'll talk to you again in a couple days. Bye-bye.